Hello and welcome to A Life in Music with Russell Scott. This podcast is dedicated to all you performers out there who want to be the very best you can be. Whether you're just starting out, a budding professional, just love performing, or have been professionally working in the industry for years, this podcast will help you be the very best. Thank you for joining us today, and don't forget you can check out the website, alifeinmusic.com. Now, without further ado, please welcome the man himself. With over 35 years professional performance experience, 100,000 record sales behind him, and a career spanning the worlds of classical music and musical theatre, on film, on television, on radio, and on stage, this is A Life in Music with Russell Scott. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of A Life in Music with Russell Scott, the podcast that is dedicated to all you performers out there who strive to be the very best you can be. And we here with special guests and tips and tricks and behind the scenes stuff and lots of news and information to really try and help you be the very best you can be. Over the last few weeks, I've had the privilege of interviewing some really fantastic people who have given an insight into their lives and into their life in music. And today is no exception. I am going to be joined by director and head agent of top talent agency Warren Batchy. And I'll talk a little bit about uh, Warren in a few minutes. But first of all, I just wanted to ask again for your support and I suppose your your endorsement uh, of this show. If you love this show and you love listening to it and you love hearing the people on it, please get in touch. Tell me. I want to hear from you. I want to get some feedback from you because the more I hear from you guys out there, the more I can do to bring you more and more great content with the people that you'd like to hear from and just to hear about the sort of things that you'd like to know if you've got any questions. Um, I get lots of people asking me questions and it would be really great to uh, get some more emails and uh, more comments on the blog um, at alifeinmusic.com um, and so I can I can respond and give you some more content that would be really useful to try and help support you uh, in your mission ahead uh, in this wonderful world of music and entertainment. Now also, what you could do for me is go to iTunes and leave a review of the podcast. That helps me get up the rankings and it gets me to get to more people and that would really help me uh, in getting my messages out there and to get uh, my my great advice and the advice that others are giving on this uh, podcast and it would just it would just really help to get us out and I'd, I'd really appreciate uh, your further support it only takes a few minutes and if you're not sure how to do that just go to the website at uh, alifeinmusic.com and there are some instructions on there on how to leave a review so anyway, uh, it's been a busy a busy few weeks, and over the next few weeks, we've got some amazing guests lined up. But I'm also going to do a few podcasts on some further tips and techniques on um, vocals, and also on performance, and also on your general fitness. I'm on a bit of a fitness mission at the moment, and I'll talk about that uh, probably next week uh, in next week's podcast. Uh, 
So without further ado, I'd like to introduce my guest for today. Warren Batchy is director and head agent of Top Talent Agency, and he continues his career as principal um, for Hertfordshire's leading stage school as well, Top Hat Stage and Screen School. He's got over 10 years teaching children in drama and dance, and he's also seen regularly judging various talent shows. He trained in Scotland, and he's appeared as an actor in a variety of TV and films, including The Bill, um, Waking the Dead, Hotel Babylon and Silent Witness, as well as some films and theatre. He's a casting director and he's worked on a various number of uh, projects, including some short films, comedy series, music videos, and has been running the children's division of Top Talent Agency since 2008 to huge success. In 2014, he won the Business Person of the Year uh, Award at the Hertfordshire Business Awards, and he's got a great team of talented bookers. Um, he's very committed, passionate and hardworking, and he's absolutely dedicated himself to his staff and his clients' career and continued growth. He's a real inspiration, and today you're going to get some really great advice um, from a great casting director and a great agent. And uh, please welcome Warren Batchy. Well, hello, Warren. Hello, Russell Scott. It's really good to chat to you. It's uh, been a long time coming, this one. I've, I've been wanting to talk to you for a long time. I suppose we're just so busy with our projects and things. But yeah, it's lovely to chat to you finally. And we, we met uh, many moons ago uh, adjudicating uh, a competition called Rock Challenge, I think. Oh, that's right, yes. Uh -huh. yeah, I, still get in, I still do that from time to time. So tell us, tell us how it all began. How, how did you get into this this wonderful industry of ours, and uh, what made you want to do it? Well, I mean, when I was living in Scotland, I wanted to be a performer. I loved being on the stage, um, and I dreamed of being an actor. Um, and I knew that London was the place to be at that time for performers. So I, when I was eighteen, I moved to London and just got a job in a bar, and I just got the stage, and I just went to open auditions and just really tried, like thousands of actors are still doing nowadays but I knew that London was a place to be and I loved it and it was an exciting time. Um, I got myself into a boy band when I came down to London which I really really loved. We got to perform in lots of big shows, we supported Five and Steps and did big concerts, uh, we had lots of fans so I, I felt like I'd really like made it, it was like so exciting <laughs> um, but we just couldn't get a record deal um, so we kind of it just sort of fizzled out and we all went our separate ways into different things and I went back into acting uh, I decided I wanted to be a serious actor and uh, auditioned for a few plays and I got myself an agent he started getting me little parts and like on the bill on EastEnders and I even did Mrs Henderson Presents with Judy Dench movie which was very exciting uh, and then I decided to write a play and uh, made myself the star of it <laughs> of course. Why not? No nepotism there. Idea. I thought, well, if I can't get a good play, a good role, I thought I'll just write a play, put myself in the dream role. Um, but that that did do really well. And it was a gay play. And it was about gay rape. And it was uh, had like shocking issues. And it was a very modern and funky play set in a nightclub. It was called What Happened Last Night. Um, and it was quite a big success, actually, as a play. But it was, it was quite a difficult time for me at the time because... One in a, in a review, you would get a nice review based on your acting, and then you get a really bad review on the writing. <laughs> <laughs> Double edged so sword. Sometimes it was quite hard, um, yeah, to 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 deal with the different heads of what you know what parts I was playing, being the producer, being the writer, being the star. But it was good times, and did enjoy it. Did have you have you found have you found the industry notoriously difficult? 
It is, yeah. That's why I wrote a play because um, <laughs> it's all about who you know. I mean, it's, of course, talent is important, but that's not enough. There's just so many millions of actors out there, and still nowadays. And how do you get that break? How do you get seen? Um, it's really tough, and that's. I think a lot of actors are, are doing that. They're doing fringe plays. They're going to Edinburgh. They're making their own films because they need to get out there. They can't just wait for the phone to ring, can they? Yeah, I, th I think I think it it is difficult. I mean, it's it's. I, I think that's why people try and go off in different different areas and try and try different things. You know, they're all they're all they all they all have this end goal. Yeah. And they all want to act. They want to sing. They want to dance. They want to get on the stage. And then they think, well, hang on, I, I'm not not working all the time. I better find some other things to do. And I and I, I, is is that what happened for you, or were you just sort of did you sort of go on a natural path to to where you are now? And it's funny because you know I I run a stage school and I run top talent agency, uh, so I'm an agent. So I'm on the other side of the fence now. Which you no, know, years ago I always thought I would be the one on the stage, getting the adoration and being the performer. And um, so it's funny how things have just suddenly changed. Um, and I'm not the performer so much. I'm more the sort of behind the scenes. But I enjoy that now. What What did you emotionally go through to make that change? To say I am no longer going to act. I yeah. want to do something else in this industry. Yeah. And I've decided. Was it the agency that came first, or was the school mm -hmm. came first? So it was the school that came first. Basically, as a as a, I was an out of work actor and doing bits and pieces. And on the side, I started teaching for a stage school. I started teaching for various stage schools, but then one day I got a job for a top hat stage school um, in Hertfordshire, and I started teaching for them as the singing teacher. And did that for about three years, and then the people who were running it decided to sell it, and then said, did I want to buy it? <laughs> and that's when I went, oh God, now I have to really make a decision, because I knew that this would be the full-time admin, the marketing, everything. And it was quite a big school. There was five schools at the time. There was 400 children. And I knew that there was a need for an agency for these children because there wasn't an agency representing them. So I had to make that decision. I thought, do I give up my performing career to buy this stage school? And uh, it just was such a good opportunity. I thought I, I better do it. But I kind of thought in my head, I'll buy this stage school, but I, I don't have to say goodbye to performing. I'm sure it'll be fine. Oh God, when I bought the stage school, it's just, <laughs> there's no way I'd have time to, to do any acting or go to auditions, for example. It's just, no time to do all that so I think after a few months when I bought the company I realized yeah I cannot be a for anymore you're clearly very entrepreneurial I mean you need you need to have that entrepreneurial flair to, to, to go off and do these things but what did you know about running a business at that point I mean you were you were teaching yeah well it's what... funny yeah no but I, true I've always had that 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 talent I suppose I've always wanted to to run things and when I was a a teenager I used to make lots of short films with my friends I'd write them I'd direct them I would organize the whole thing I was always doing stuff when I was a kid and then obviously when I said to you earlier I wrote a play so and I had to produce it I had to come up with the money I had to cast it I had to do the, deal with the theater the box office all that so I've always had that sort of entrepreneurial side I suppose so it kind of was a logical step to run my own company and agency because you're right not everybody is cut out to to be a boss and be an entrepreneur, I suppose. So it just sort of happened, and I think it's happened for the right reasons, and it's the right thing for me now. What What have your What have your sort of main challenges be been in in running running a school? The challenge now, I think, is the competition. There is a lot of other stage schools, and also schools now do provide quite a lot of after school drama clubs and youth theatre. So kids that want to be in a musical 
can do it at school and audition for it and get in it and it doesn't cost them anything whereas my stage goes private you have to pay fees so I'm up against that and again as I said it's just so much competition with stage goals from other companies so how do you how do you keep up there with the best I mean how do you how do you stay at the yeah. top on the top level the, the, the way I can stay on the top with the stage goal is speaking to the kids seeing what they like and um, what kind of music they like and the one for one for example one term they said they wanted to make films so we decided right let's make some films one term we decided to do like radio plays because one of the kids had mentioned oh let's do like something like the goons and some recordings so we did it that like you know one term and we I can I basically try and keep it fresh by changing up what we do all the time rather than doing the same pattern and then from that presumably the agency was a sort of natural natural step in you know you've got these great kids why not put them up for some some great roles yeah. well exactly i mean actually rupert grint um you know ron from harry potter used to come to top hat um and then he got harry potter on his own and that's what made me think i've got kids here that could be the next rupert grints and uh, i'm not getting the commission i'm not getting anything for it <laughs> so i thought we need to set up an agency so when i bought the stage school i set up top talent agency to represent the kids from the school and when I launched I had like 80 kids already right from the offset and um, got them on spotlight got the headshots done and just launched myself that was tough like to get out there a lot of casting directors didn't know who we were um, but I think with just through the years we got more and more successes more kids got big jobs and that leads to bigger things I mean once a kid gets something big with a casting director that casting director keeps coming back yeah so it was a logical step to open up the agency and that agency has now just exploded into so much bigger and when I first started it was just to represent top hat students but now it's we've got kids from all over the country now that they come to us and we're also linked with Razmataz who are on the Dragon's Den and she has stage goals all over the UK and Scotland and up north so we represent their kids as well and then we have just kids that just apply all throughout the country so it's, it's become a massive thing and is it is it just children no, so um, after about three years with the kids, I decided to kind of branch into the adults because casting directors were asking me for a 16-year-old, 17, 18, and I realised, actually, yeah. why don't I just have adults as well? And luckily, uh, Leonie Kibbe, uh, she lives in St Albans, and she came to me, and she's a casting director as well. She said, oh, we live local, do you need any help? And I said, well, could you help me with this adult division? So she's helped me with, that, with the adult side because it's kind of similar but also different I mean you're dealing with the same casting directors and you know the casting director of Matilda in the West End will need adult performers and kids or Game of Thrones will need kids and adults so I thought it made sense to be like a one-stop shop for casting directors so Leonie helped me really push the adult side um, and now we have adults from 16 right up to 80. Yeah and, and I, I know as you know someone someone when you come you come out of uh, stage school and you you gone into the big wide world as an, as an adult as a sort of young young up and coming performer and you, you want to make it out there you're looking for an agent um, it's hard and every, everybody thinks if they don't get an agent they're never gonna they're never gonna get a job and mm. then and, it, and, it, and, it, and it, it's a bit of a vicious circle because unless agents can see you performing in something they're not likely to, to take you on yeah. uh, and obviously you, you know you need you need to get the job in the first place which you need an agent for it's really hard to break in to start with is there any you know what, what do you what do you think about all that well like because I was a performer myself I yeah I feel like I tried to be fair as possible and I see a lot of actors that aren't trained 
because I think some of the, especially the 16 to 20 year olds, um, if they have a really good look and a talent, we can kind of help them get there. They don't all have to be from a trained drama school. It does help, but um, we do big auditions like four times a year and we see as many people as we can. We see hundreds of actors at these big open auditions. And then we obviously go to all the showcases as well for Mountain View and Ardang and Central and all these big schools and we talent scout from that as well. But we do find a lot of really good diamond in the roughs, you know, guys that are just want to get into acting. I mean, we literally have thousands apply a year just emailing us on, you know, trained actors or non-trained actors. I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, if actors realise how many there were and we get invited to so many shows, we're all only human. I mean, I can't go to the theatre every day. I yeah, mean, you can. can. <laughs> I go to the theatre a lot, but it is ridiculous. We get seen, so it's hard to go to a show just to see one actor. So for us, the auditions are better because we can see like forty actors in a big workshop style, and then we can see like ten that we like. That's it's easier for us that way. And how do you keep how do you keep them all grounded? I mean, the thing is that, that you know you've got a lot of wannabes out there that that kind of are really desperate and desperate to work, and they you know they're getting seen, they're getting seen, but they're desperate and they're pushing their agents because they want to be seen and they want to go and get you know they yeah. want work. And then you've got the others that are a little bit full of it because they're getting all the work. How do you, how do you keep people grounded so that they yeah. they kind of know where they stand and that, that they've got to remain you know you've got to be very patient you've got to keep pursuing but you've got to be really patient. Oh no, I mean yeah, you you hit it right on the head. That is exactly right. I mean, yeah, the ones that are working can be a little bit harder to, to, to deal with sometimes. And the ones that are not getting called in, they're, they think they, they need to call us all the time just to check in. But it's, that just kind of takes our time away from putting them up for stuff. It's just unfortunate. Some people have that look that they get called in. I mean, it is the first thing that a casting director will look at is their headshot. Yeah. And then they'll look at where they're trained and what credits they've got. But just to get in the door to the audition, it is that look. And unfortunately, some people either have got that look or not. And that's the same for the kids and the adults. Some of them just get called in all the time and some don't get called in. And I know in my heart that they're the other one's actually more talented. Yeah. They're just not getting called in. So here's a difficult one because there are so many uh, actors out there that think they are wonderful and they don't they're not getting seen necessarily for things and sometimes it's because they're not that great and sometimes it's they're not getting the opportunities because they don't look right or as you say on their on their CV then they're just not right for the roles but a lot of them and here's one for you I hear yeah. it all the time that say my agent is rubbish they never get me seen for anything how do you, how do you answer that? I know that that's and I know that's probably what they sometimes think of us and they probably because actors are when they get together especially are terrible. They all like to bitch about their agents. I don't know why that is because we we're on their side. We need to you know we take these actors on, and it costs us. We're investing in them because we're putting them up for stuff. We're spending the time. I'm phoning them. I'm texting them. So actually, it's costing us to take them on. They don't pay us anything, and um, so. It's, it's in our interest to get them a commercial or get them a film or a theatre. It's in our interest, so we wouldn't just have them on the back burner. And we're quite happy to email them all the suggestions that we've put them up for on Spotlight or by email, and we can show them that we have been doing all this, but you're just not getting called in. Perhaps you need a showreel, perhaps you need better headshots, because that does make a difference. And actors notoriously think that they don't need to invest in good headshots, but they can still get seen for the RSC based on their headshots that they've done with a friend or they don't need a showreel but they still want to be seen for a big Marvel film you know they, 
they have they have to invest. We can only do so much. The having a showreel, having really great headshots, um, is the big thing, and that is the number one thing: is the headshots. Yeah. Actors genuinely think that they don't need to invest in headshots. They think that oh, their mate's going to do it for fifty quid, and they will do. Whereas a really professional one at two hundred and fifty, they might think it's a lot of money, but that could get them ten auditions Absolutely. in a year. Absolutely. Um, and we're always fighting that. The, the headshot situation we are the the actors still just think we need to just get them the audition um and we're I, we're the one to fault i think i think i think that's really true what you've said and i think a lot of people they don't see it from the right side they 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 you know the agent only makes money when the artist is working yeah so it is in your interest as an agent to make sure they are working but you can't force a casting director no. or a producer to recruit someone, if you like, to take them on and give them a role. If they've got to look right, I've said this to, to people over the years so many times, it's not just about how great you sound. I mean, I've auditioned hundreds and hundreds of people for various productions I've done, and and you you just have to find the right look, the, you know, the right demeanour, the right behaviour, the right attitude, you know, the right sound, yeah. everything. It's all in one. It's not just they look great on paper. It's not just, yeah, they've got a great voice. There is a role to fill, and I think actors have to realise that it's not. Sometimes they don't get a role, not because they're not any good, but because they just don't fit the character that, yeah, that they're going for. That. I do worry sometimes that a lot of these drama schools do fill the actors with the wrong information about agents. I think they tell them that you need to tell your agent what you want. You need to call them. They need to be working for you. I think they, they, these actors come out of the drama schools so head in the clouds, they think that they can just pick anything. I and mean, we speak to actors when they just come out, they're just graduating, they're, they're, trying to, they're, they're telling us in the meeting what they will and won't do. I won't do this programme because I don't really like that programme. And I see myself going this I think when you're just graduated, you need to just get out there. I don't think you can be choosy and picky. And I just find that the drama school graduates come out with a different attitude. And I just wish the drama schools kind of prepared them. Like, it's going to be hard. Like, you don't just graduate, get an agent, and you're in the West End. It's that easy. Well, but you can get a role in the West End, and you can, you know, you can be have a top role in the West End for a year, but that doesn't mean you've got your set up for life. It just means that that role, yeah. that's a contract, True. it's done and it's finished, and now and you've got to start people, again. Some people are lucky to come out of drama school and they do get a big film or they do get a, a West End, but many, many don't. And they come out, they get an agent, they think they've made it, but then it could be six months before they get anything. Yeah. But I think the drama schools just maybe pump them with all this confidence and information, probably so that they perform very confidently at their showcase, but they just come out with a kind of a wrong sense of what the industry is going to be like. I think it's they not- also feel that, that when they if, if they go through the showcase, and they don't get an agent. They feel like that's the worst thing, and they must be they must be a terrible performer because they didn't they didn't actually get an agent. Yeah, that's not true. Yeah, they can they can still you know they should, they should still just carry on, keep doing their own things. They can do Edinburgh Fringe. They can try and do other bits and pieces. It could be just the piece that they were given in the showcase maybe didn't do them justice. We do see that often, where the drama school have kind of given somebody a, a short end of the stick really when it comes to the final showcase because. We, as agents, we're coming to that end of show, end of your showcase. It could be three years of training, and they've got one drama piece to summarise everything they've done. And it could be maybe they weren't feeling well that day, and they didn't perform very well. And so all of the agents think, oh, they're not good enough. So it's quite a lot of pressure goes on that showcase if you think about it. Absolutely. Do you do you think that it is right that performers nag their agents? Do you think agents need a, need a kick up the arse sometimes? Maybe like after if you don't if you haven't heard anything for like three months, then yeah, 
you could you, I, I mean I would suggest like an email little email just to say how you get on what or I'm doing this by the way I'm, I've just done this show with this friend or they could just drop an email and then if we don't respond then I suppose then right that's not a good agent there but I think sometimes our actors will call us after two weeks going oh this I had no auditions it's been two weeks what's going on so and from the, bit, from the other real... side from from you know obviously you you've got to find the roles and obviously people you, you know agents will look on spotlight and they'll 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 post jobs and things and and find people that way how how challenging is it for you as an agent to find all the work well we there's no shortage of spotlights i mean we must get about 150 spotlights a day a day so it's ridiculous um it's trying to keep up with it actually it's a full-time job and that's why when actors want to call us or they want to come in for a chat for a half an hour meeting or come and see me in this show if we go and do all that, who's putting you up on spotlight? Who's <laughs> this is the thing? Like we we're only human. We can only do so much, and we do find ourselves being pulled to go and meet actors a lot and to chat to them. But we want to just sit and do spotlights, and we do try. We just keep up with it, and we we'll do the spotlights. We'll we'll call the casting director, especially if we feel really strongly this actor should be seen. That's why it's very frustrating when we work that hard and we get an actor audition. Oh, I can't go. I can't swap my shift at Nando's. It's very frustrating, and that happens a lot with actors. Yeah. It's, very, it's, it's very short notice, so you might not hear from us, and then suddenly, tomorrow, we've got an audition for you. You have to be ready. So actors need to have a lifestyle that is ready at the drop of a hat, because every audition is an opportunity. And we do get actors that, I know we understand they've got jobs, I mean, they've got to pay the bills when they're not working, but it's you just have to be ready to drop things and go for every opportunity you can. What about what about the talent shows, the TV talent shows? How important do you think they have been, and how how useful do you find them? Well, I found The Voice useful because we have had some successes from contestants from The Voice, um, because when The Voice finishes, they can actually sign with an agent straight away. But the X Factor people have got slightly more complicated contract situations that they can't. So for us, for the actors, for the adult actors that want to do musical theatre, The Voice is quite good for us because they come away with some brilliant footage of them performing on the BBC um, and they have a little bit of celebrity cred which can help them get them somewhere faster than trained actors or, or people who are not celebrities but the other talent shows no I've not really they haven't really helped me out that much do you think do you think they help artists um honestly, I think the voice can I think the voice does I don't I don't think the X, X Factor does or, or Britain's Got Talent. I mean, I mean, I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm in a different world. The Britain's Got Talent contestants do like different kind of gigs. They do like nightclubs and cruise ships and, and you get booking agents that do that kind of thing. So you're kind of going into the tribute act world, aren't you? And that you might make some money from gigs and things like that. But if you want to ultimately get into the West End, I don't think those TV shows can really help you apart from, I would say, The Voice. Yeah. And is it is it the West End that is your sort of aim? That's where you like to sort of position yourself in terms of of getting getting agents. I know actually. I think what what we what I've tried to do as an agency is that we cover all bases. So we have Leone that deals with them um, all the film and television side and screen work. I've got another agent who deals with all the West End work, and I've got somebody else who does all the commercials. So so basically, I've got three agents in the adult division, always putting up people for different jobs. So if you're an actor. All three, if you could do all three, if you're a triple threat, all three agents can be suggesting you for different things. So one, you could get an audition for a cruise ship tomorrow, or it could be for a TV show tomorrow, or it could be just a commercial. I think we try to 
get actors all the opportunities that they want. But we speak to our actors and ask them if that's what they want. Some people will come out of like, our dang just want to do musical theatre. So we basically just, you know, really, really push them in the musical theatre world. But most actors are probably quite happy to just get anything they can. And so as an agency, we can represent our actors for screen work and theatre work. Well, there's other agencies kind of specialise in just one area, I find. Yeah, that's that's uh, you've clearly got it very, very efficiently run. Um, that, I think, well, that's what, yeah, because I also feel like some agencies have a roster. So like, oh, we look after these 30 actors. But what happens when that agent goes on holiday? Yeah. Do they not get put up for anything? Whereas as top talent, we have three agents and myself putting up that one actor all the time. So if somebody's off, there's always other people putting you up for stuff. So we're always 24-7. Apart from Christmas, we're open constantly. Yeah. I mean, literally, always we're putting people up for stuff all the time. And what, how how many auditions do does the average person end up going to to get that one role? So, for example, you know, you know, you get, you go up for a Les Mis or something, and they'll yeah. see you. You know, they could see you six times before you get the role. Or sometimes, you know, yeah. they'll see you six seasons. They'll see you, they'll keep seeing yeah. you until they see see how you're developing as an artist. And I think artists get frustrated by that sometimes because they yeah. think I've been seen for Les Mis six times and I still haven't got anything. Often, yeah. often they want to see how the how the performer how the artist is developing. To, to get them ready if you like for for the role but sometimes you can go you know you go for a role for something totally independent and they want to see you sort of 10 times before they offer you a job and yeah. i know that for i think some artists get very disheartened by that yeah no that's true we have that a lot where the like pippa Elon or debbie o'brien will see our same client either for the same project four or five times or for all different projects over a year like oh debbie o'brien's seen me like eight times and, and i get a few recalls and then nothing happens I, I, I don't know why that is. I don't know what the producers of that project are thinking or what, I don't, but they just have to keep going. Like you say, you, you can't get frustrated. You just have to just keep doing your best. And if you're a musical theatre performer, you, you just have to make sure you're seeing a singing teacher and your repertoire is always up to date. Honestly, the sheet music situation can be, you know, actors think they've got it right. You're, you're a singing teacher, so you know what it's like. They have to have like a good repertoire, don't yep. they, of 10 or 15 good songs not just use that audition for their first time that they've done it yeah and um, well the number we, of times that we've seen people they've they've come in and said i'm gonna sing x and we'll say no that's not that's not what we want to hear can we hear something else what else have you got and their sort of their face just drops in horror not ready. <laughs> exactly yeah, they're not prepared whereas a really good musical theater person would have 10 oh yeah i can do any of them which yeah. one do you want? do you want motown do you want a pop song do you want a rock song i can do whatever and you need to make sure you've got a singing teacher at least once a month that you're just practicing those songs so that a drop of the hat you're ready to go how do and you don't realize that how, how what advice do you give people in in keeping their motivation up and keeping their spirits up when it's when it's when it is quite as hard as this yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, we do we do try and do little socials with our actors and we do try and see them and that helps, or just a phone call and we sometimes have to perk them up. It is quite, it is quite a shocking since I've got into this business how many actors are so fragile. And, I, and we know how brilliant they are. We know that they're really great. And then you speak to them on the phone and they are very fragile and we have to like we have to be like a mother or a father saying you know look at yourself in the mirror you're a great person you're great you're inspirational you're talented but we sometimes do have to do that because they do get a little bit insecure i mean what what i don't know what what can they do about that they just have to just keep positive and just keep fighting how do you i mean what keeps you motivated in the industry 
Um, I think I'm sorry, it, making the industry sound horrible there. I know. It's an amazing <laughs> industry. I mean, it's, you know, I've said to people, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody, but I wouldn't change my life for anything. I love it. True. Like, I, I'm more about it. I'm stressed all the time, and I'm dealing with a lot of pretentious people as well, and it's really tough. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't change it for the world. Like, I couldn't see myself doing anything else at all. Um, what, what, what's your inspiration? I mean, what, oh, yeah. I mean, I think... Uh, I think competition, um, when I see other agents getting stuff or I'm hearing other people are getting a role and we didn't get it, that just fires me to, to work harder. So if, it, if it, I didn't have competition, I might not work as hard. Yeah. So actually that kind of fires me to, to get more and to be successful. It's really, it's really great to talk to somebody that is so passionate about running an agency and really passionate <laughs> about their artists and really working hard. Because some agents, I have to say, over the years I've met, are, do seem quite lazy, um, and they're not. And they're, some of them are very laid back. They're not all like you. Um, how how do you keep so positive? I think it's just the successes. I mean, um, we have we've got a guy in Harry Potter in the West End, and we got invited to the big premiere, and that was amazing. So things like that really you know keep us going but this is the reason why we do it or if somebody gets in a big movie um or, or something on television when, whenever they get a role we kind of celebrate we open the fizz uh we have a have a little drink and any just, excuse <laughs> any excuse for the fizz yeah um so that's what keeps me going if yeah if we weren't getting anything then i suppose that would be really really that'd be hard wouldn't it but yeah. because i've got the kids and the adults there's always a buzz in the office there's always i mean some days yeah there's not a great day and other days there's like a great day of things that things that are happening and every every time you get an audition especially for something like a good television thing or a good west end role that that is a great thing we're just happy to get the audition and if they get a recall or a pencil then that's even better and we keep a track of all that like if actors get pencils and recalls and we know that they're doing something right yeah yeah i think i think a lot of a lot of actors are scared to approach agents i know they're very scared about approaching producers because sometimes they'll come to me and say yeah. i'd really love to work for for so and so or i'd re how do i get into that fringe how do i do how do i do these shows and i say well just write a letter just write an email yeah make some contact and ask because if you don't ask you don't get and agents and casting directors and producers want to find new people they want to find yep, new blood absolutely they want to find great talent so go and introduce yourself but so many of them are scared to do it yeah but i definitely think if you're a new actor and you're looking for an agent drop drop us an email or post something i think calling us isn't really going to because we don't know what you look like we don't know anything about you so it's kind of a waste of a time and we do get a lot of strange people calling us as well <laughs> so it's best to drop an email and then every so often like i may not do it straight away but like every couple of days i'll look at our little applicants and have a look oh he's interesting or she's interesting and then we'll maybe chat to them and meet them so throughout the year we do sign people uh, and we're always looking for somebody we're always looking for somebody oh somebody who speaks german or someone who's an indian or, or, or anything we're always looking for the next big thing so please do send us your suggestions yeah yeah, yeah. so um i always ask this question well I've, I've started asking this question do you have any any really uh, crazy stories crazy experiences over the years that you've faced that you just think are just unbelievable well with the with the kids we get a lot of pushy parents um so the kid, <laughs> the kid might not want to do it and then we we send them out and give another chance to come back in and you, often you'll get parents still forcing them in you see like the worst pushy parents like sing in front of Warren sing and I think once as well uh, the woman just threw a, put a baby on me just literally <laughs> my baby and just gave me the baby in my arms 
and I, like I wasn't even prepared for this <laughs> and it just that shocks me some of the pushy parents and then on the adult side it's um it's mainly the musical theatre when we do those auditions and people come in to sing and they are like the bad x factor types <laughs> and you try not to laugh and if we look at each other that's what? it that's it's a goner <laughs> And once we did look at each other and my other agent, she, she just had to walk out and left me alone with this person who was chanting some kind of African song really badly, really out of tune. And if, if I think I'd just become more numb to it. Like, I, I, just, <laughs> I, I don't laugh so much. I'm kind of like, why, why have you come here thinking that you can sing? Like, who's told you this? And I used to always think that the X Factor was all set up. Like, these people are just actors pretending to be bad. They aren't because I've seen them. They come to <laughs> our doors and they are awful and they make you want to laugh and they actually think that they could be in the West End. Do you think? Do you think open auditions are a good thing? Because I mean, that, well, the, the danger with open auditions is you get that anybody can turn up. Yeah. So no. But so we ours are not open as such. I mean, they do have to apply. We get thousands apply and then we shortlist that down to like thirty percent and then invite them. Uh, but we still get it wrong. We'll still invite somebody. Um, sometimes I've done some adverts on Star now, and that's brought in a different kind of class of people unfortunately whereas if I put an advert in the stage I might get you know a bit a bit better caliber as such I'm being very frank here aren't I? <laughs> carry on um but yeah we generally uh, it's not an open audition I think if I did an open audition oh god I don't know what I would expect there it's funny because it, you can't tell because sometimes you you do find the diamonds I mean that, I, I know when, yeah, when we... on, even on like star now I do find like really yeah. good little talents absolutely I mean, you don't have to be trained, especially children. It's more about the look. Yeah. And obviously, they do have to have the talent. And, I can, and we can find them from anywhere. Yeah. As long as we just want them to come to the auditions. Because we, yeah. I'm always looking for that next big thing. Yeah. I really am. Yeah. I mean, when, when I, I was producing Godspell last year, and we went through, we auditioned over 600 people. No. We, had, we, did a, we did some open auditions over a weekend. We saw 200 people in a day. Um, and there were some very, <laughs> some very interesting characters coming in to sing, but yeah. we found we casted two of the roles from it all oh, as well. Um, there were some amazing people there, um, and they they had, had approached their agent and said, "I want to go up for that." And the agent has said, "Well, go and you know go to the open audition." Would you encourage that, or would you? Would oh you, yeah, no, I do. You know. Our actors will say, "Oh, there's an open audition for this musical or an open." We say, "Yeah, go as long as you put that you're a top talent." Yeah, if it gets further down the line, then obviously it will come through us. But yeah, why not? They shouldn't really just be waiting for the phone to ring. They should they should get out there and, and get seen and do stuff and network. A lot of casting directors do workshops as well, and um, that's a really good idea because you're spending like three hours quality yeah. time with a casting director. And you do have to network. I mean, there's so many actors out there, and being on social media and just getting to know different directors, I think you still have you, you do have to do that, don't you? Yeah. To get out there. Is there any any last bit of advice you could give people out there, whether they're just entering the industry or whether they've they've been board treading for a long time? What 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 what's what's your advice? Well, the the best advice is definitely to have all the right tools. So you have to invest in good pictures, um, and have a good CV get some training would be lovely as well and just really network uh and, and send stuff out like like you said don't be scared to, to to email agents or different people or go to the open auditions you just never know you could get your lucky break just don't give up and just keep going great really. this has been a really really great interview and it's been it's been Thanks, great to, talk to you 
<laughs> well, I got a lot. I got a lot off my chest. It's been off. It's been uh, like kind of therapeutic for me. I'm glad it's been a counselling session. Is <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's been great because there's there's so much advice you've been able to give, and so much behind the scenes stuff that I I, I suspect people will ask the sort of questions that you're already answering, and that's been be really invaluable. So thank you so much for your time today, and, uh, and for doing this, and uh, wishing all the best of luck with the school and the agency. Thank you very much. I mean, and yeah, and you two with this really good podcast. It's very, very good for people to, to get this advice and from all these different industry people. So yeah, well done with that as well. Thanks very much. Thank you for having me. Well, there we have it. The lovely Warren Batchy. He's really, uh, really an inspiration and and not frightened to say how it is. And I, I'm, I, I'm a true believer in that. I think it's very, very important to be honest and transparent in this business uh, and in life and to really, really tell people how it is. Just be straight with people. It's, it's, it's a really good attribute. Um, people always know where they stand and how and how you feel. So don't forget uh, to check out the website, alifeinmusic.com, subscribe to the blog and subscribe to the podcast, of course, Um, and please leave a review. I'd really appreciate it. And don't forget, we've got loads of great stuff coming up in the next few weeks. So come back and check out the blog, check out the podcast uh, and and send me lots of feedback. Get in touch. Um, The more I can hear from you, the better. Um, Tell me how you're getting on. Tell me what you're up to and what you're doing and maybe we uh, we can give you a plug too. So that's about it for this week. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. And don't forget, be your very best. Bye.